and welcome to Bad Axe Podcast. I am your host, Danielle Blinka, and this is my co-host. Hi, I'm Aaron. All right, so today we have a super interesting case for you. Um, I actually found this case because I was looking for a werewolf murder, um, because all of you know how much I love supernatural stuff, and honestly, I was looking for a werewolf murder, but this one has nothing to do with werewolves. But I have to say, one of the newspapers that reported on this crime nicknamed the killer the werewolf woman. Um, because apparently she had at some point claimed that she thought she was a werewolf and might have tried to bite people. Well, werewolf woman is not as, as good as Wonder Woman, but I get where they're going with it. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't all of the papers, but definitely there was one very notable paper that called her the werewolf woman. And it made me kind of wonder, like, how people get assigned their, like, crime nicknames. Mm, and I if see. they get excited, because not everyone gets a criminal nickname. So that's is it, true. That's how you know you made it. It's like if Weird Al does a parody song about you, that's <laughs> how you know you've made it, you know? Yeah, so if you get, like, a criminal nickname, that's when you know you're, like, the crime shit. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, So I, but I also think that it depends on what kind of crime nickname you get. Because, um, like, I was trying to figure out what criminal nickname that I would want, but then I felt weird about that because, like, ideally you wouldn't have a criminal nickname because you wouldn't commit any crimes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's, that's definitely plan A, right? It's to like, not commit the crimes. I feel like it's pretty weird if I'm all like, yeah, so I would be like the furry murderer. That's terrible. I don't want to be that. <laughs> I don't want to be that. Nope, pick me that. I was actually thinking about that because I feel like werewolf woman sounds kind of like hairy. Like I just, <laughs> I just think of like a really muscular woman who's like very furry. And I don't know if that's, like, what I'd want to be called. Yeah, I, I don't think that would be my first choice. Although it does sound kind of badass, I guess. Like, like maybe she's really, really strong. Like, she could lift a car or something. Like the female Wolverine? Yeah. I just don't know if, like, I'm vibing with that personally. So, yeah. although, again, I guess, like, ideally, no Colonel didn't name for me. Yes, ideally, don't commit any crimes. <laughs> Please don't murder me. All right, so, okay, so today we're in Melbourne, Australia, and it's July 23rd, 2018. Now, July is the middle of winter in Melbourne, so the days are short and chilly, and it's a perfect time to snuggle up under the covers with someone you care about. Aww. I know. You love me. I Aww. do. I love snuggling. I just love snuggling time, you know? I feel like there's a reason why it's called cuffing season. You know, in like winter time, you gotta put those cuffs on people, like li not literally. I've never heard that said, actually. Yeah, that you don't know what cuffing season is. I do not know. It's like when the weather cools off and everyone tries to like get in relationships so they can get their snuggle on during the cold weather, and then during like the hot weather is when you hoe out. Really, I've never yeah, heard that. That's how that, that's how it works. Hmm, okay then. Maybe nobody ever like <laughs> cups you. <laughs> I kind of did originally. That is very <laughs> so true. So points for me. Yes. For keeping you around because you're awesome. Yeah, absolutely All right. I am. So that's not what this is about though. <laughs> All right. Isn't so it though? I thought this was like the Aaron and Danielle are awesome podcast. I don't like, think that's what that, it's. I don't think no? what this was. No. No? Is that no, not the No, nobody's name? here for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So it's a chilly time when people want to snuggle up. And that's exactly what 24-year-old Malin Rothen wanted, um, hoped for when he joined the dating app Plenty of Fish. Plenty of fish. More like plenty of murderers, right? I mean, come on. 
All right. Have you ever, were you ever on Plenty of Fish? I was never on Plenty of Fish. Me neither. Mostly because just being honest, when I first went to go check out Plenty of Fish, it was all like older people with like actual fish photos. Like the dudes over there were just not. They took it a little too literally. <laughs> yes. They were like not up to par. <laughs> they were like holding up the trout yeah. on, on the on the fishing boat. and. For real. See, I feel like Plenty of Fish. <laughs> Plenty of Fish is like the part. It's like the dating site where all the hot messes go. No offense if you're on there, but it's like, it's true. I'm not wrong. And then like Bumble has like all these like unrealistic dudes. Like I literally, when we, when I was online dating, which I'm not anymore, obviously I joined Bumble and then immediately unjoined because like the first three people that were on my like queue to look through were like doctor models. They were like these dudes that looked like they were strippers, like, you know, like sexy buffed up strippers. Which was not, like, my thing. Like, I'm not into that. But, like, that's who they were. And they were also somehow doctors. And I was like, all right, this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not – that's not who I'm trying to find. <laughs> trying to find out here. Not No offense, Aaron. Not that you're not a sexy doctor. I mean, you're <laughs> – I feel like you're not a doctor. Hey, but. I could be a sexy doctor model if I tried. Yeah, well, then we would probably not be together. Because that's, like, not. a level of, like – of like patience and like paying attention to some shit that I'm not here for. <laughs> like if you're spending that much time at the gym, it's not going to work out. <laughs> all, right, so, all right. So let's pay back attention to our story. Now um, we are a little worried about getting this name wrong because um, our main person, our person who gets killed is from India. And so we looked up how to say it and it was pronounced online as Rathud. So that's what we were saying. And we were trying so hard. Okay, so originally from India, Rathod had moved to Australia four years before this crime occurred. He was studying for a master's in accounting and supported himself with a job as a delivery driver. A full-time job? As a, Yes, don't make me do the song. As an accountant. <laughs> as an accountant. If you're not on TikTok, you won't know that song, but it's amazing. Um, also, oh my God, you don't know this. But I was about to tell everyone that he was studying for a master's in accounting. So he was literally going to have a full-time job as an accountant, which is my favorite TikTok trend, just so everyone knows. Yeah, but I like have a full-time job as an accountant. It's the best one. I love <laughs> it. You have to shake your shoulders when you do it, though. It's, it's like required. All right. So he's getting the... I told you that already, didn't I? Oh, my God. Okay. So, anyway. We'll, we'll fix that in post. <laughs> Are we, though? Because I'm the one that's in charge of fixing it, and I 100% am not. All right. So, Rathod was going to get his master's in accounting, and he was doing this delivery driver job. Now, he was an only child to loving parents, and according to stories about him, he'd actually scrolled through photos of Australia on his computer a lot um, and dreaming of his life there that he was finally achieving. Now, he also hoped to bring his parents over and support them with his new career prospects once he finished his degree. Now, friends described him as a likable and jovial guy, but he was also very humble, and he worked very hard at school and loved the game cricket. Now, like many people his age, Rathud had a profile on Plenty of Fish. He'd been scrolling through profiles when he matched with an 18-year-old girl named Jamie Lee Dola guy. Three names again. That's a bad sign. I know. Also, I'm not 100% sure how to say her name either, but that's what we're going with. Yeah. Well, she doesn't get an online lookup because she's the murderer, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he sent her a simple message, like on the day they matched, with with the, just saying hi. 
Now, I am a hater, so I have to be honest. I just would not have responded if he said hi. Like, being honest, in online dating, you get so many messages as a girl. Like, the short ones are just garbage. <laughs> and there's just no point in just even responding to that. Yeah, you really got to give them more than hi. Like, you got to give them something that says, I read your profile and I have something in common yes, with you. Yes, I, I actually, like, feel like it was a red flag that she replied to the hi. Yeah. That should have, that's a red flag, people. It's a red, something's wrong with her. Do not, do not pursue. <laughs> she's like, she's, no, don't do it. Approach with caution. Suspect is armed and dangerous. <laughs> yes. So on her profile, Dolegai, um, or maybe Dolegi, I'm going with Guy, said she enjoyed bondage and fetish play, which is, aw- which is kind of awesome. It can be dangerous, though. It maybe actually might be a red flag that she said it so early. That's why I was on. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not that people can't be into that because that's cool or yeah. whatever, like if you are. But like <laughs> if, if you're like second message and you're like, hey, I'm into BDSM is like, uh-uh. It's like that, that's, that, that's going to be that's going to be a no for you me. You have to work up to that. <laughs> right. You got you to gotta, like buy them dinner first. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so our, our first few dinners when we went out were like really weird because we kept having to promise not to kill each other that's like our first like whole few months of relationship we're just like i'm not gonna kill you me neither wink wink how romantic i know i really thought you were gonna leave on our second date when i had like all those theories about axe murderers (laughs) i like really went hard people about axe murderers because i have a lot of concrete opinions about that i'm gonna pick an axe murder case so we can talk about it but Aaron's face, as I was going off about these axe murders, was just like, holy fuck, I have to leave now. I'm about to get killed. She's, this is a trap. <laughs> this girl is dangerous. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> I better back this trade up. <laughs> Let me just uh, switch the subject here, try to convince him I'm not crazy. Like, also, I love puppies. <laughs> and also cats. <laughs> Furry things. I don't kill them for sure. <laughs> I would never do that. Like I, no, such she, an animal lover. Yeah, she would not. She loves animals. I'm so obsessed with animals. It's ridiculous. Yep, absolutely. All right. So our case, we have this red flag come up, and she also mentioned her mental health struggles in her profile, which I feel like is another red flag because I have mental health struggles myself, and that you hide that shit for a while. Like, I'm just being serious. Like, we're all doing it. You hide that shit. If you're not <laughs> hiding it, it's because you can't. And that's also a red flag. <laughs> it's also a red flag, guys. All right. So, in fact, Dolly Guy's life, um, up to that point, had been a bit of a struggle. She'd suffered abuse, which is terrible, and neglect as a child, which is also terrible. And until she turned 18, she had relied on help from two care workers who tended to her needs 24 hours a day. Now, this is going to be super important because this issue with the care workers is going to come up a lot. Okay. Now, once she turned 18, she lost her care workers because of her age. And unfortunately, she was not handling the transition to independent living very well. In fact, on the day that she matched with with Ratad, um, Doligai had been embroiled in a fight with one of her care workers because she ran out of her medication but she didn't want to pick up more at the pharmacy by herself. And so she wasn't in the best spot mentally when she began messaging him. Okay. All right. So here we have this girl. She's kind of having some problems. She's messaging this guy who's definitely, as we can see, after a little bit of booty. Now, the pair briefly exchanged messages before agreeing to meet up for sex. Um, Ratod agreed to come to her house in Sunbury, which is... Very close to Melbourne. 
Um, and fun fact, her house was actually owned by the Department of Health and Human Services. Huh. Yeah, so it's like the government actually owns her murder house. That is so, kind of odd. Yeah, so points for the government for owning a murder house. Government murder house. I know. Can you imagine being like the next person who has to live there? That would be awkward. That would be so weird. That would be very All right. awkward. So yeah. while she was waiting for him to arrive, she apparently Googled, according to multiple sources, the following search terms. Prepare to have your mind blown. All right. She Googled, quote, I'm going to kill someone tonight for fun, unquote. Quote, I'm going to kill someone tonight, help, unquote. And, quote, I want to commit murder, unquote. See, this is where the AI is going to help because it's just going to be like immediately calling the cops, you know, like in the background. Yeah. And it just calls the cops. Yeah. You're, you're like Google Siri, like automatically calls the cops for you. Yeah, exactly. That could work. Also, she visited a website. This is way worse. She also visited a website called 10 Steps to Commit Murder and Get Away with It. it I'm concerned that there's a website. <laughs> That this is a website I, that exists? I, oh, that concerns me. Definitely. I'm also concerned, and I have to say, I hope that it's a total trap. Like, I hope the steps, the steps are things like, tell a friend your plan before you do it. <laughs> Warn the victim of your intentions and post your plans on social media, along with the list of everywhere you'll be for the next 24 hours. And remember to tag <laughs> the cops in your post. Yes, like, for real. There's, this should not be a real post. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> No, I, I agree. That is not a, a site that should exist. Yeah, this is my very controversial opinion that there shouldn't be websites that help you commit the murders. Just going on, <laughs> out on a limb there, you know? Although, I have to say, the one thing that stood out to me is I always worry about my search terms because I basically Google true crime stuff all day, every day. But apparently, this girl did not care at all. Like, I know she's very young. She's 18 when this happens. But, like, still, have you not watched any crime shows at all? To know not to Google. She's literally Googling about how she's about to kill people. I know. Like, you have to know they're going to look at that. Like, literally, I mean, the first thing they're going to do is, like, let me just look at this internet. Oh, crap. I know, right? All right. I feel like if I ever try to Google how to commit crimes, I'm going to get caught immediately. Not because I wrote it into my own computer. Because my I'm going to be over at, like, the library in a costume <laughs> trying to, to sneak onto a computer after someone's done. And they're going to be, like, calling the cops saying... This crazy lady is up here in a wig and sunglasses trying to lure people away from computers. And that's going to be me just like, and you know how I am. Like, you know me well enough. And my costume is not going to be good. It's going to be way too over the top. <laughs> I'm going to be like in a flapper dress with like a beach hat. It's going to be terrible. I don't know. Your, your costumes are pretty convincing. So Thank you. All right. So Ratud arrived at Dolagai's home a little after 8 p.m. And in 53 minutes, he'd be dead. She wow. took him, I know, she took him back to her bedroom to get more intimate. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. And they did have sex with each other. But then, Dolagai revealed a big secret. She told him that she had a sexual fantasy that she dreamed of fulfilling. She said she wanted to choke someone during sex. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Later... Fun fact, she told police that she thought strangulation would be an easy way to kill him because he was a very slender guy. And she also added that if he'd been bigger, she might have bitten him like a vampire and just kind of held on. Hmm. So That also seems like a very messy way to try to kill someone. I know, right? Also, like, 
I am all for some vampire stuff, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Not real. this. Stop trying to ruin vampires for me. All right. So Ratood wasn't so much into choke play as he was into getting to have sex. <laughs> like all young men. <laughs> um, he was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sexy time. However, he did agree to let her choke him if she didn't hurt him. Like, he specifically asked her not to hurt him. And, of course, because she's a murderer, she was like, of course, why would I hurt you? Why would I do that? <laughs> like, let's just do this. All right, so um, she agreed to stop choking him if Ratud felt in distress. They agreed that she, he could be tapping if he wanted her to stop. So she could just start tapping his hand, and then she would stop choking him. Okay. All right, so first she tried placing a pillow over his face in the classic choke play uh, format. But, of course, he couldn't. Bre- he could still breathe then. And so she's like, this is not going to work. I got to try something else. Next, she decided to try a chokehold move. So she got behind him and put her arm, like, around his neck, you know, in a traditional chokehold, and then just kind of tightened it. So at that point, he's, like, his airway's caught off, and he starts to tap. And he tries to fling his arms around, but she's not going to stop. So she instead wraps her legs around his body to try and prevent him from moving. Now, at this point, he tapped and he tapped and he tapped, begging her to stop. He kicked and he thrashed, but she still wouldn't let go. She kept choking him until he faded away into unconsciousness. And as he did, she whispered in his ear, it'll be okay. At some point, her arm got tired, but she didn't want to stop. So, worried that he would wake up, she grabbed a sex toy and wrapped his cord around his neck. Then, she flipped him face down on her bed, sat on his back, and pulled the cord tight around his neck. She tightened the cord, going tighter and tighter, until she was sure that he was unconscious. And that is at the point at which she called authorities to report the incident. However, at first, she claimed it was an accident during consensual sex. Hmm. I don't know if I would call that consensual. I'm just going to be honest. No, I call bullshit. Yeah, like, I, I think the point where it stops being consensual is where they wrap the cord around your neck. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, that's... It's especially because, like, also, anybody who claims that they accidentally suffocate you in sex is a total big fat liar because it's so hard to suffocate someone that you have to know what you're doing. Like, it's not a thing where, like, you can just be like, oh, no, I accidentally I put the pillow over her face and, and she must have just died in there. Like, that's not how that works. And I, I think that that was something that the police probably clued in on immediately. All right. Now, I have to ask, though, do you think it means anything that she specifically used a cord from a sex toy? I think it says something about her. I'm not sure what it says, but I'm pretty sure it's not good. Yeah, I also have to say it was really throwing me off that it had a cord in the first place because I have literally never seen a sex toy that has a cord. Um, and I did say it was a vibrator. And I'm like, I'm trying to think of like dildos and vibrators that I've seen. I've literally never seen one that had a cord. This has been a very high-powered vibrator, I guess. Maybe. Please, someone educate us about sex toys with cords. Because I'm wondering if maybe it was just like a regular massager or something. And she was just using it as a vibrator. Hmm. You know, like maybe she had like a a washing machine, but she was using it as a vibrator. You know, like in TV, they (laughs) they like sit on top of it. Yeah, I don't think that works. So she's like, this is my vibrator. You know, it weighs like 300 pounds. Maybe. (laughs) I was going to say like maybe like a back massager or like a foot (laughs) massager. I don't know. I have questions. That's what I'm saying. So, okay. So according to an article in The Age, which is a newspaper, um, she told an officer, it feels so good. 
And also, I don't want to be a killer after she admitted to strangling him. It's a little late to, to not want to be a killer after you've already done it. Yeah, it's weird. And she also, like, told the police that she partially killed him because she was tired of people not believing her. Like, she'd been, I guess, telling them that she had these mental health problems and no one believed her, so she decided that killing someone would be a good plan. That's a bad plan. Yeah, it's weird to me because a lot of articles repeat that it feels so good thing, but that part just really stood out to me as being, like, sounding so fake because it's like... Who would really say that? But, I mean, apparently she did. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just crazy to me. Yep. All right. So, Ratud actually survived this incident, but just barely. Authorities rushed him to Sunshine Hospital for treatment, but, unfortunately, his wounds were too great, and he passed away from his injuries the next day. Now, his cousin, who lived with him in Australia, had to come identify his body, and tragically... His parents found out about the death from either his cousin or a stranger. It's reported two separate ways in um, different reports. Okay. Um, either way, it's extremely sad. And it took them 12 whole days to get his body back to India so they could cremate it. So it was just overall an awful situation. Yeah, that's really very tragic. Yeah. And if you remember, that's their only son. And he was like trying to work to make a better life for them, too. So it was like a humongous loss. Yeah, definitely. All right. Now... The court proceedings in this case were a bit weird, in my opinion. Okay. Okay, first, and this is partly what caught my eye with this case. First, Dolagai um, chose to attend her court hearings in pigtails a lot of the time. And that's really strange for me because, like, I feel like the pigtails were a conscious choice to seem, like, young and innocent. Because, the like, the reports about her mental health conditions... Never said that she was, like, cognitively impaired. She had, like, immaturity and stuff, but, like, not in a way that makes sense for necessarily for wearing pigtails to court, except for, like, to make yourself seem more innocent, maybe. Right, right. And then, also, she spent most of the trial drawing and, like, coloring pictures with colored pencils and, like, smiling over at the defense table. And I'm not sure if it's because she's out of touch but or if it just is that she wanted to appear more childlike and innocent. Either way, I feel like it's a strong choice for the defense to let her do that. Because, like, all of her things in total, and, like, looking at pictures of her, because she dressed up in a lot of, like, sexy cosplay bondage outfits and things, it doesn't really completely jive with this whole idea of her being, like, an innocent childlike person with, like, colored pencils and pigtails. It seems more like she's just showing that face to, like, the, the jury, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now... I'm wondering if they had her dress like that because initially the defense actually hoped to move the case to youth court, which is really weird because again, she was 18 and they asked for four years in juvenile in like in youth detention instead of her going to prison. And I just thought that was really confusing because we have like actual teenagers that they moved to adult court. I mean, there were even like 12 year olds and 13 year olds that end up sometimes tried in adult court. And I know this is Australia, so I'm not sure how that works there. But, like, it is weird to think of, like, an actual adult woman being moved to youth court unless she had, like, a cognitive impairment. Yeah, that, I totally agree. That, that's not something you hear about here. Yeah. Now, as we've touched on before, Dolagai has a severe personality disorder that makes her a danger to herself and or others per court testimony. Some reports about this crime actually said it was borderline personality disorder, but it's not totally clear what all her diagnoses are. 
Now, in court, her defense team argued that years of abuse and neglect contributed to her personality disorder, and because of the conditions in her childhood home, she had been removed at the young age of 10 and had had been cared for most of her life by these care workers. Now, they also cited prior suicide attempts and self-harming behaviors as evidence that she has mental problems, and they argued that she's always gotten help when she self-harmed or tried to commit suicide before, so it's possible that the murder was just a cry for help that went too far. That's what the defense is arguing. It doesn't change the facts of the case, not really. Yeah, I agree with you. And furthermore, she also has not has acted violently before. Because in 2015, she reportedly tried to smother one of her caregivers. Hmm. Yeah, so it's obvious that she's been through a lot. And she definitely needs help. I'm not trying to say we should just throw the key on, away on her. Right. However, I'm not totally convinced that her her mental illness drove her to kill him. And I think it's cases like this that sometimes worsen the stigma of mental illnesses because they make people paranoid about people who have mental health problems. I mean, I say that as someone who has a mental health condition, like it's really rough whenever people, when I hear about crimes and they're immediately like, oh, it's because she had this. It's really stressful because it makes people judge you based on like your condition and not who you are. And so I feel like sometimes we need to not rush a judgment sometimes when people do have these issues because it doesn't, nece- doesn't necessarily mean that it's okay for her to have killed him or that she's not guilty, if that makes sense. Makes total sense to me. Yep, absolutely. All right. Now, at the trial, both the defense and the prosecution agreed that she did kill him. However, they disagreed on whether or not the murder was premeditated, which is confusing to me based on the Google searches. Okay. Now, at trial, the Crown prosecutor actually argued that Dolagai never even wanted to have sex with Ratod. He believed that Dolagai had homicidal urges and she wanted to explore them and that she lured him with sex so that she could trick him into getting a pos- into a position where she could kill him. Well, based on her Google history, that tracks. Yes, and they also use that Google history in court to say, I know that the defense is saying it's not premeditated, but look at these searches that she did. Like, if you were not premeditating it, then why are you searching mm-hmm. out how to kill that? I'm about to kill someone. How do I get away with it? That sounds like premeditation. Yes, it does. I think part of the defense's argument was that since she was so mentally unhealthy that she couldn't be premeditating because she was basically just like a hot mess. I mean, the clinical term is hot mess. You can be a clinical hot mess and still be premeditated. That's though. what I think, but. That's what the defense argued. Okay. All right. So at this point, while she was awaiting trial, she actually remained in police custody, which I think was a good plan because, I mean, obviously she's having some problems. Yeah. At a maximum security women's prison in Victoria, Australia. And she waited there for two whole years as her case went through the courts. Now, both the Crown prosecutor and the defense counsel did agree that she had these mental health issues. But the prosecutor argued that because of that, she needed to be in prison while the defense argued that she needed rehabilitation. Now, I agree with both of them. I personally think it needs to be a blend of both options. Like, she needs to be in a place where she can definitely get the help she needs, but I don't think we should just be, like, focusing on how soon can we let her out. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely think that she should be able to get the mental help that she needs, but I think she also needs to be prevented from being out, Mm -hmm. you know, in the population where she could hurt somebody. You know what I mean? So it's... 
I, I don't like the idea of just locking people up and throwing away a key and just like letting them just, you know, like just kind of throwing them away as people. But at the same time, like you have to you have to separate people that are a danger from society, you know, from the rest yeah, of society. Yeah, I almost right? feel like focusing on a time limit for her doesn't really make the most sense. Like it should probably be focusing on how like the type of treatment she needs. Because, like, rather than worrying about how long she's in there, it seems to be a better plan to figure out how healthy she is mentally. And so hopefully if she gets the right kind of help, she can recover mm-hmm. and, like, live a more productive life afterwards with, like, without these problems. Or, I mean, with them in control, basically. That's a good point. All right. Now, this case finally reached a resolution just recently in October 2020. The jury actually deliberated about the case for about seven days. And because of her mental health problems, they found her guilty of not, sorry, they found Dolagai not guilty of murder, but guilty of the alternative charge of manslaughter. Hmm. Now, how long do you think her sentence is going to be? I'm going to guess 20 years. Nope. She got nine years with a minimum of five years and six months. And since she'd already been in jail for two years and three months at the time of her sentencing, she could be eligible for parole in three years and three months. I personally feel like that's wrong. I mean, maybe if she gets the treatment she needs, it might be fine. And I definitely feel sorry for her, and I feel like her life has been hard. But I just, like, don't know if the victim really got justice here. I just think that she needs to, to like, we need to make sure that she's healthy before we're letting her out. Yeah, I, I agree. This seems like... It seems very light for what happened. Like, I don't know how you get to manslaughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that maybe Australia is a little bit different than the United States, but manslaughter just, it, it doesn't seem. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a not guilty by reason of insanity in a way. Yeah. But it's really, it's really making me bummed out because obviously she's been victimized a lot and that's really, really sad. But he literally was murdered and lost his life. And that's yep. what we should be focused on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that what didn't necessarily happen as much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, All right. Sure. Now, I hope I do still hope that she gets the help that she needs. And I really just feel sorry for his family because they lost someone special that can never get him back. I think, I mean, I can't imagine having an only child and having them grow up to be this awesome adult and then losing them so so quickly and easily like this. It is, it's just awful. Yeah, so, for sure. I'd for sure. 100%, yeah. All right. So that concludes the case of the sex toy murder. Which has been a crazy one. Yes, it has. I hope you guys were as like, what? As I was. Yeah. Uh, If you like listening to our podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bad Axe Pod. We do post a lot of fun stuff. We post about the episodes we're doing. We also post some true crime, like memes and fun stuff. And we also post some sort of behind the scenes things like pictures of us, like when we're recording and like videos that we've made about crime stuff. It's pretty fun. Um, So we will see you there. And we just want to say thank you for listening and have a superb weekend. Bye. Bye.